0: Wait, who wants, you want, who, which one of us should do the uh, intro song this time? Do you want it?
1: Oh, let me think. Give me two seconds. Um, you got some serious praise. Okay, last yeah, I'll time. come up, I'll come up with some cracked out thing here. All right. Oh yeah!
0: That was amazing. That was the best theme song we've had yet. Seriously. I, I often,
1: oh yeah! Kind
0: of... <laughs> the, very Kool Aid, man. I like it a great deal, my friend. Oh yeah! <laughs> This is episode four of Lunduke and whatnot with Matt. Um, <laughs> I, 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 seriously, that's my favorite part of the name. Like I, I love that my name comes first, but honestly, the part I love the most about it is that there's a parentheses with Matt. I, I, I don't know what it is.
1: It's like grammar love with little brackets or something. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah.
0: You get it. Why not? Sure. So this is episode four, uh, which is fantastic and very, very fancy. Very fast mm-hmm. over here right there is a link to a thing for me. Do you have a link for something? Anything? you do. want people People click on right that hit. link? Right there, right that's a Freedom link. Kingdom. Okay,
1: Kingdom. we're done,
0: we're done. No yeah. more advertisements, because the show doesn't no do advertisements, because advertisements Ooh. are stupid. Uh, yes. But if you love us, click on our links, and show us how much you love us with your mm-hmm. love, and your loveliness, and the love givings, and the clickings, and the repostings, and the such. Uh, so today, this is kind of funky. So, so we've got people coming on the show in a little bit. We'll introduce them in in a moment. Um, They're an opinionated and very diverse bunch. They Uh, are. They are not. There's like three people and three people I respect. And that do awesome things that are almost nothing like each other. It's not that they're polar opposites because it's not two; it's three people that form a triangle of all mm-hmm. the different types of personalities and like motivations and everything. And each of them is at the far corner of each. And I think diverse that's just the coolest thing.
1: Yeah. I know they're really diverse, very but diverse. Like I this. found
0: this; in the, these interviews was absolutely fascinating. Yeah. This was this was. I mean, no offense to the wonderful people we had on for episodes oh, cool. one, two, and three; they were glorious. Sexy. Uh, they smelled beautiful of roses mm-hmm. and a little bit of peppermint. Um, especially last episode, a lot of peppermint in that one. But this <laughs> one, oh my gosh! Like, I, yeah, I would actually watch this show that we just recorded. Like, I'd smell it. I'd totally I totally smell that. Oh, episodes one, two, and three. Eh, you know what? Take it or leave it. 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 Wouldn't necessarily sure. watch the show. This one holy moly i would actually watch this uh i highly recommend everyone stay stay through the end because uh it entertained the hell out of me by the end uh so stick with it uh matt is there anything that you would like to say to the most beautiful people on the internet aka our watchers before you sing us into the show
1: just want to say, hey, thank you for watching the show, and by all means, always watch it end to end. Because by doing that, you're not only showing us support, but you're also going to catch the best stuff. Because that's usually when we've had a chance to warm up our engines a little bit. Yeah, the end, the end
0: gets pretty good. The end yeah. gets pretty good. I'm not saying jump to the end. You got to get through. No, no no, it no, no, no,
1: no. You got to watch the whole thing. You got to get it. the entirety. There's a context. There's a flow. There's a flow. There's a flow. I don't know if I there's made, a flow. I completely made that. Yeah. Oh, there's a flow. Yeah, I don't it's know in if my brain. It's a brain flow? It's, it, in, my, it's you know, flow? in my head, tell me it's in a flow. There's a hey. flow. Yes, I hear you. Oh, yeah? Okay, hey, there's hey, a flow. Hey,
0: pretty pants, the voices in your head, what song do they sing? Matthew, yes. we've done four of these shows now. Three of these shows. Four. This is the fourth show. Three, four. And... For the fourth show, we had to do something super-duper special. So, we couldn't think of anything. But what we did get was we got three of the leaders of what I kind of consider to be the... OK, upstart's the wrong word, but the young, not entrenched Linux distributions that are really kicking ass and doing cool stuff and making a name for themselves, but not Red Hat, Canonical, SUSE, et cetera. You yeah. know what I mean? That, 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 yeah. that second tier where they're like trying to punch through the top and like kick a whole bunch of butt and take a whole bunch of right. names. Uh, up and comers. Yeah. Uh, the up and comers. So we got we got yeah. three of them on board here. Uh, the first one is Daniel Foray. The guy who kind of kickstarted the whole elementary project an elementary OS and a snappy dresser. Also, he looks fuzzy, kind of like Bigfoot, which I think is really cool right now. <laughs> uh, we're also joined by Ikey Doherty, who is, and I quote, the dictator role, I don't know, project founder, that'll do, of Solus Project, also a rather cool distro. And Martin Wimpress, who says he does not need a title from Ubuntu Mate Edition. So, boys, we've got you all here together. We're going to talk about what it is like building these sorts of distros that are these up and coming distros, competing with the big boys, competing with each other. Because I'm sure you want to try and murder each other so that you don't take each other's uh, user bases and whatnot. And just kind of see where the conversation goes. Because you guys are three interesting guys and I kind of want to hear what you have to say. I feel like the three of you should be talking a lot. It just seems natural to me. Right. So let's get started with this. Let's start with, with, with you over here, Daniel. Uh, when did elementary OS first release? When was the first release of the actual operating system? You can, the early betas, whatever.
2: Uh, the first release we did was uh, Jupiter, and that was in 2011.
0: 2011. Okay, how about you, Aiki? When when did Solus first actually become a downloadable thing? Uh, <laughs> 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 in which version? <earth? laughs> oh, man, just in <laughs> general. It's got a long
3: history. Uh, okay. So let's, let's, it's been around in some form or another since about 2010-2011 as well.
0: Okay. okay. So it's 2010
3: it's since uh, last year.
0: Since last year. What, what was the big change between the 2010-2011 edition and what happened last year?
3: Uh, so the old Solus West was based on Debian and that went up to heaven today. die. Um, mm. Yeah, you got kill that. it came as Evolve OS, which then got later renamed. So it's around 2014, 2015, things started kicking up into gear, but in its current form, it's basically been sold since last year. Okay. And that's where we're now throwing the punches as this
4: solace, if that makes any sense. Ah, it does.
0: It does. And then, Martin, when did Ubuntu Mate actually kick, get kick-started?
4: Uh, summer of
0: 2014.
4: 2014. All right, so... so fairly recent. Like a couple of years ago.
0: You're, you're like the newbie. You're like the little, the little sweet babe of the bunch. Okay. Fair
4: enough. Um that's kind of you to no, say no no
0: considered. no no we're we're going to call you the sweet babe of the bunch that's just your name from now on <laughs> it's okay <laughs> it is okay it's wonderful all right so you've all been going at this for at least like 2 years or more right where you've got an actual distribution i mean cuz all of you guys are being talked about when you go over to you know the Linux subreddit or, or Linux questions forums or whatnot. There are discussions active about all three of your distros and people recommending them to each other. That's kind of a cool place to be. I want to kind of start with Martin. So Martin, you and I, you and I have already talked about this previously. We did a little little article interview with you sometime back. So I already kind of know the answer to this, but I feel like this kickstarts things. Why are you doing this? Like. Why on why, Let me rephrase that. Why in the hell would you do this? Because you're not going to become a millionaire, right? Uh, I mean, that'd be my assumption uh, off of doing this. At least the odds are stacked against you. <laughs> I mean, it's not looking good. Um, but in the same token, you do make a big splash, but it's also a ton of work. So why would you put yourself through all that?
4: Uh, the short answer is uh, I migrated most of my family to Ubuntu 606. So way, way back, and my family are not technical at all, really. Uh, they were quite happy with the Windows paradigm, and making that switch to Ubuntu back then was easy for them to do, and it was easy for me to support. And then Unity. And, well, and, and Gnome 3. So when those new paradigms started to get ushered in, they were not prepared to relearn how to use their computers. Ah. So to cut a long story short, when yeah. 1004 got to sort of end of life, and I'd got people straggling on that, Um, I was looking for a way to recreate that experience experience that they were familiar with. And that's how Ubuntu Mate ultimately came around. I had a brief dalliance with trying to recreate that on Arch Linux and that didn't work out. I was an Arch Linux TU at the time, but now uh, Ubuntu Mate is the thing that is fulfilling my friends' and family's requirement. (laughs) Yeah,
1: go ahead. I had one question about that one thing i've always wondered is, like um when you guys when you first started doing this why did you not consider xfce not that i have a preference one way or the other i've, I've always wondered that though
4: just seem mm-hmm. curious because it's not gnome 2 which is what they were familiar with <laughs> that it makes sense okay
1: just because there was some similarity because i totally feel you but okay
0: to be fair i really liked ubuntu back in the gnome 2 days as well yeah. and then left when they weren't that anymore so i i, I kind of get that how about you Iggy? Uh, what Why would you do this? Why would you do this to yourself? Why would you put yourself through the horrible ulcer-causing experience of creating your own distro at this point in the universe? Because I have
3: to. You have to? Yeah.
0: Why why the hell do you have to?
1: What's up with that?
3: (laughs) It's something I have to do because at some level there's something wrong with me basically
1: <laughs> <laughs> <laughs>
0: that, is, that is the most honest answer I've ever heard that's fantastic all right whatever so what, I, what is it
3: because personally I I like to see good technology but I like to see it used properly and accessible to everyone as well and for me when I start using something I might like it at first but then I start to notice the negative things I start to notice the problems under it and then I start to notice if I'm actually using an ambiguous wear on lipstick and I have to do it right. I have to do it properly. But I have to do it in a way where it's not just me who's going to benefit from it. Um, even if I'm creating something that on the surface looks at that time that is for me, it's kind of for all of us at the same time. Um, okay. It's a problem I'm always going to have. I'm broken. <laughs> uh, it destroys at the same time, so it works for everyone else.
0: <laughs> to be fair, I'm pretty sure all three of you are fundamentally broken in that particular sort of way. Yeah. So, uh, Daniel, what what is it with you? I mean, why why do you do this?
2: Uh, I mean, it. I mean, it's kind of the same story, right? It's uh, the thing of, we were using something, something happened, didn't like it anymore, needed to build a thing to replace that. Uh, and so for me, it was it was coming from the world of of Windows and and being like, wow, this is you know really a pain, and there's all these maintenance costs, and uh, discovering Linux and going, wow, this is really great and has a lot of potential, but there's still a lot of pain and maintenance costs. And I started out with Gentoo, so it was a thing of so that was really a seeing, yeah, yeah. It was a, a huge uphill battle, but it was seeing all the potential that that open source and and Linux has to offer. So. Coming from that place of going, wow, there could be somebody could put together an open source operating system that's really awesome and then just kicks the pants off of all the proprietary stuff.
0: Now, let me let me ask this of all three of you at this point. Do you feel like you've achieved those goals yet? I mean, how do you feel like you've hit the thing that you set out? To do to make that experience that better. Have you replaced the pig with something better to have lipstick on it? Uh, Daniel Ikey, Martin, have any of you accomplished that yet?
3: I, mean, I think I would, think for everyone, I would say that we're always going to say we haven't reached that point yeah. because we always have to keep working towards it. It's never good enough. We have to keep doing it, and I think we're all broken in the same respect there.
4: Yeah, that's true. I certainly, I think we'll we'll all identify. There's technical inadequacies or, or unfinished features in everything we're creating. Okay. Um, I would say I have got to the point where I have made the thing that my friends and family need to carry something. on computing yeah. in way that they, you know, want to be able to use their computers. Um, you know, that was the the goal for 16.04. I could have stopped there, but of course I'm not going to because I see all of the things that are not right about 16.04, so now we're on the journey again to 18.04 and we'll see where that takes us.
2: Yeah, it's uh, it's bittersweet because you... You see how far you've come, and mm, um, yeah. every time you set a goal and you achieve that goal, you can look back and, and say, you know, this is great. This is what we did. Um, you know, one of my proudest stats is always that uh, two-thirds of the people that download Elementary OS are coming from non-Linux platforms, and I think that's, that's awesome, and that's a goal that, that we're going to continue to maintain, uh, but going forward, you know, there's still that one-third, right? There's still always that itch in the back of your mind that's like, you know, we could push further and we could go yeah. harder and we could make it better and we can compete stronger and, and, and pull in you know more advanced features and fix more pain points, there's always more.
1: Building oh. off of what you guys, oh go, sorry go ahead.
4: I was just going to say, that, you, you, Daniel's mentioned competition and Brian opened talking about competition and we're obviously competing with each other and we would want to murder each other but that's not <laughs> actually true, I, I mean I've had conversations with Ike and Daniel and mm-hmm. I would I would hope, (laughs) I certainly see them (laughs) as collaborators. It's true that we're competing for largely the same finite audience to use the thing that we're making, but um, they are collaborators and we have shared good information.
1: That's interesting. Uh, you know, elaborating on some of the stuff you guys are talking about there. Do you ever have days to where you find yourself having to dig deeper than usual to find the motivation to deal with the never-ending flood of bug reports? The I can't yeah. fix. The, you know, all that stuff. You, you guys see this stuff all the time. How do you how do you find a, a solution to deal with that on a day-to-day basis? Is that something that just wears on you? Um, you know, how do you guys each deal with? It? Ah, okay. Yeah. So we um, have Martin. So Martin
0: drinks heavily. Okay. Got it.
1: Yes. This yeah. is good. I've got a bar behind me as well.
0: Okay, so that's that's
1: two two drinking. Okay,
3: improve your tooling.
1: <laughs> 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 okay, all right.
3: We've just done this in Solus, and when we was I mean, Daniel's spoken about this before. You know, like uh, using basically bad UX, right? So we've been using Bugzilla for a long time. Uh, long story short, don't. I mean, you love them. It's an open source platform. They're doing right. great things. But, my God, there are days I'm looking for the chair and rope. So I just wanted to get as far away from yeah. that as I could because you just didn't want to work with the platform. It was literally a case of there's a bug there. You get an email. It's like, oh, please go away, go away. <laughs> so I want to curl up in a fetal position and die. Uh, but then replace it with fabricator, and there's a new burst of energy the community is all engaging. That's like cool. The tooling has got to match in your expectations, your practices, and your evolutionary path. And then it kind of keeps things a bit more level because people are more willing to engage in a more healthy manner. So that's kind of what I've learned out of that.
2: Interesting. Yeah. thank you. I've got to second that too. I mean, um, one of the big experiences that we had with the switch in tooling was when we went from IRC to Slack. And uh, seeing oh, the boy. difference there, Uh, it was a really big deal for us because it was all of a sudden we had really important features. Like we had a bot that did logs on IRC, but now we had logs that just were there all the time Mm. and being able to search the logs and not having to run a bot for things like pasting code snippets and having integrations. Mm. Like when we get a new ticket on GitHub or on Launchpad, it's posted in the correct channel so the right team gets to see those things right away. Um, It's it's being able to interact with, with our users and our communities and each other way more effectively.
0: Okay. That's really cool. So, so here you guys are. So you've all been around for a few years. Now, Daniel, I know this has kind of become your job, right? I mean, you guys have, have managed to evolve elementary to a point where there's a couple of people that, that, that work on elementary full-time now, right?
2: Yeah. Uh, there's two full-time employees, and one of those is myself, and then we have a part-time uh, employee as well.
0: So that's wow. that's that's pretty, pretty good. Now, now, Ike and Martin, I'll just pass this over to you. In your goals, when you envision this, is that something that you're shooting for? Or are you in, are you keeping it at that, that kind of on the DL level where it's a little more ragtag, a little more homebrew? You know what I mean? You you have your daytime job, and then this is just something else you do? Or are you shooting for that same sort of goal where this is something you can that pays for itself that you can do full time? Go on, Ike, you go first. Yeah, go on, Ike, <laughs> you go first. Under have my breath held. <laughs>
4: <laughs> so uh, the way
3: I would put it is I have two full-time jobs. One of them pays. Interesting.
1: Uh, interesting. It's fair.
3: So my eventual goals for Solus is something that is self-sufficient. Mm-hmm. So while I might be a ragtag bandit in terms of the way that I approach problems, which is kind of like how I like to do things because it's good to keep yourself grounded, so you keep yourself within the community, not above it, which is kind of an important thing in Solus. As much as that is true, obviously there is cost associated, which I'm happy to do out of my own pocket. But the more a project gets, the more a project can do. Yeah. Hmm. So if I have more money coming in, I can buy more hardware. Like I bought an NVIDIA Optimus laptop because I'm a bit of a masochist and because I wanted to get the drivers working as well on Solus. So the more money we have, the more we can do. And there is a part of me It's like, world dominion kind of thing is up there somewhere a little bit but it's 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 enticing right and not a hobby it almost could not be a hobby
0: i mean could you i mean could you envision it being a world domination sort of a thing and i mean does that's got to drive you somewhere you've got that little burning in your belly right where some at some level you want this to just rock everyone's world and just be like the dominant platform on the planet or something crazy like that right you've got to just want that
3: Well, I mean, that is the key word, platform. That's kind of what I'm going for. So Solus is trying to be more than just a distro or just an operating system for a single vertical. And before anyone jumps, no, I am not going for phones. (laughs) I have no interest in phones. There's enough people chasing phones that I don't need to get involved in that, and they're going to do a better job than me because they care, right? I've got a (laughs) HTC. Clearly, I'm not that bothered about life. Uh, (laughs) What I'm trying to do is actually you know, build a platform that can be shared in the home. That's kind of where I'm aiming for. And my eventual goal is OEM. Um, okay which I guess leads onto Martin.
0: <laughs> Martin. 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 Mm-hmm. You, yes. your family so, has a beautiful distribution they can use. Do you want it to get bigger? Do you want it to be huge? Do you want all of your neighbors running it too? Do you want to walk around and see machines at, co- at corporations all running Ubuntu Mate edition? Is Do you see that in your future? Do you want it?
4: I see it now. I see it right now. Right now. So We have, we have a degree of success with Ubuntu Mate and it's very pleasing. Um, the most pleasing is that we've got a hardware partnership with Entroware, who are uh, a company in the UK who make uh, laptops that are uh, uh, just designed to run Linux. They make yep. laptops, desktops, and servers. And very early on, they showed a lot of faith in Ubuntu Mate. So for just over a year now, you've been able to buy computers pre-installed with Ubuntu Mate.
0: Do you know and, Do you know how well those do, out of curiosity?
4: Um, they, they do well enough that I get a kickback from that and awesome awesome yeah and they've sent me one for free i bought one from them because they make good kit i like free Um, hardware that's a big thing yeah is to dovetail with the whole doing it for your family thing is now when my mum and my dad or my stepdad or whoever in the family says they need a new computer i don't have to have any complicated conversations Uh, i just say you go to this website you click buy on this model it will come to you pre installed with the operating system that I've made that I can support and you know how to use. I gotta and say, that is just like full circle. That's, that's awesome.
0: It's about. wicked awesome. And uh, I think everyone who does tech support for their family would like that sort of thing oh, yeah. to occur. Oh, yeah. That is the most amount of work, though, to set up. And yes. that sort of environment I can possibly imagine. <laughs> hmm, I, I, I want them to be so, preloaded so, with an operating system I can easily administer. I better create that operating system, <laughs> partner with an OEM, and then tell them to buy it from there. Then I'm good That's to go. That's a long tail. Yeah. It's a long tail.
4: But, um, but you know, it, 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 it connects with what we were saying earlier about how we do this for different reasons. Some of it is fun. I mean, we, we've we jested about how it's hard work and all the rest of it, but it is also a lot of fun. Um, and and things like that can be very rewarding. Um, and Ubuntu Mate has a crowdfunding campaign, has a couple of ways of uh, gathering uh, money, and the goal of that has never been to uh, uh, create a company or, um, or um, a role for me. Uh, it was initially set up to pay for some infrastructure that the community wanted to run some forums, yeah. but then it snowballed and it became so much more than that. And now we try and plow as much of that money back into uh, developers and development projects that directly benefit Mate Desktop and Ubuntu Mate. Mm. So we have a couple of thousand dollars coming in a month and we don't pay that all out every month because we've got hosting and bandwidth to pay for, but we try and plow as much of that money back into those projects and hopefully more soon because we've now got a sponsorship arrangement with ByteMark. They were going to cover all of our hosting costs for us. Nice. So, uh, and that's because they are using Ubuntu Mate at their facilities and they w- wanted to find a way to contribute back. So that's very new. We haven't switched everything over yet. But, you know, stuff like that um, makes it all worthwhile and, and makes it more fun and kind of gives you a reason for carrying on and, and trying to do it better.
0: Everything you just said was interesting and cool, but you didn't answer my question
4: Go on, ask do question
0: you again. want world platform domination that's my core question here do you feel that bird inside of you do you want it to be king do you want to get to the point where you're not just uh, well known and respected in the linux world but you're a dominant desktop player do you want that
4: um no, I don't want that responsibility to be <laughs> that dominant platform. It's a bit of
0: responsibility.
4: It but is a lot. What, what I will settle for is within my local community, uh, I'm involved with some small and medium-sized businesses, and there is a lot of dissatisfaction with Windows. Um, because of the way that the upgrades to 8 and 10 have happened and and the changes that have been imposed... There are a lot of small businesses who are really cheesed off, and they are finding out about Linux and alternative operating systems for themselves now. And I would like to see, not just Ubuntu Mate, I would like to see these other uh, prominent desktop I get operating that. systems yeah. based on open software fill that gap.
0: You know it was it was what Daniel was saying earlier where he was kind of proud that a lot of the people that are grabbing elementary were Windows and Mac users because that's that's kind of cool because then it's expanding the Linux world <laughs> um and the elementary world. So okay. Um you guys can answer this or not answer this. And it can be because you want to or don't want to or can't. No no pressure, but I have to ask this. Daniel, I'm gonna start with you. Elementary. How many people use it?
2: Uh, that is a good question, sir. It is. Uh, it's, we don't it, do any just just so of tracking, you know so just so
0: you just. I'm going to preface we, this a little bit. I, I so I sit over on the the OpenSUSE board. I don't have a clue how many OpenSUSE users we really have. Like I, yeah. <laughs> we've looked into stats. <laughs> we have stats metrics for tracking like package hits and and downloads right. and everything. But even figuring that out is is a royal chore. So I know this is a crazy question to ask, but I got to ask it. So. No, no need, no need to uh, to tell everyone it's hard. What do you think? In your gut, what's your gut tell you? How many people are using this?
2: If I had to guess, completely guess, I mean, like you said,
0: it's- I prefer it's based on some level of fact, like a little bit of like you you know pulling together your downloads and your your know, maybe your hits to the package repo and like yeah I don't know figuring that out. What do you think it is?
2: It could be anywhere between a couple hundred thousand and a few million. We. Depending Somewhere on there. who runs updates and who doesn't, and who installs and uninstalls, and how many downloads are actual virtual
0: machines, and how, 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 you about, you, how about you, Ike do you, do you have any sense of that?
3: Uh, no, not really, um, because downloads don't tell you anything. That's just telling you how many people walked through a door. Right. Um, that's just not interesting data at all. That's how many people walked through your door? <laughs> not a clue, because I wouldn't <laughs> want to keep the data. Because there's so many policies around this, it's easier to not keep the logs on the server. Uh, In terms of data consumption, we've got a main repo that's out in France. um, And I checked that last night, and that's seen 7.5 terabytes of traffic on the repo since the beginning of the month. So my guess would be there's a fair amount of people using Solus. We're just not seeing many of them, if that makes sense. Um, so now we've upgraded some of our sites we're now starting to see them pop out of the woodwork if it helps any I I hear
0: about it a lot Like I've actually gotten many many requests to talk to you specifically because of people who Mm -hmm. are discovering Solus and saying hey this is kind of badass so you're doing something right uh, apparently Uh, Martin, besides your family Uh (laughs) so subtract your family from the the, the user total Uh, how how many people do you think are using this?
4: um approximately so downloads a month is approximately uh two hundred thousand a month and it's been, nice. um, sweet
0: mother it's been of been mercy
4: about a year now wow. um since uh fifteen ten sort of uh came along so that tells you how many people are walking through the door how many people are sticking with it I couldn't it's, say for sure, but you that's know, it's a big door though look at, yeah it's a is. big door and you can you can look at um you know things like how often people are posting videos about the thing you do on YouTube, for example, and then you can compare those sorts of trends with the other distributions and the other flavours over a monthly basis, and you can try and gauge it, or you can look at the number of people that are seeding the torrents and things like that. But who's actually using it versus who's downloaded it, and maybe dual-booted with it or put it in a VM, tried it once and forgotten about it? I don't know, but I, I imagine... I imagine now it's probably in the hundreds of thousands of people are using it.
0: That seems I reasonable. Wow. I mean, I That's hear cool. about all, all of these quite a bit. I I got to um, ask you guys, do you ever sit around and think about the number of people that are using the work that you're creating and compare it to other audiences out there? And uh, <laughs> I preface this by saying I do this quite a lot. <laughs> so, for for example, so like. You know, most of the videos I produce goes out to a very narrow audience, right? Like this one, people who are interested in, you know, these sorts of Linux distributions, they're going to watch this. A couple thousand people are going to flock to it immediately and watch it. That's fine. I do those ridiculous videos that will get several hundred thousand. One of them got over a million views. And that whenever that happens, I stop and I think. I'm like, okay, how does that compare to Basic Cable? So then I look around and I'm like, oh, the big shows on Basic Cable get 700,000 views. So I just topped the Daily Show today. And these are the moments that make my ego ginormous. And then they get crushed the next minute when I realize everything else I do is crap. Do you guys ever think about that? Do you ever Do you ever realize that? I mean, because all three of you are producing something that's being used by hundreds potentially of thousands of people that is a massive impact on the world on people's experiences people are seeing the text you wrote people are seeing the icons that you you helped design the the whole experience that you helped curate and you're having a massive impact on their lives does that hit you ever do you ever spend time just wallowing in the coolness of it Daniel I I know you do
2: well, the most impactful thing for me is uh, not seeing the number of people, but seeing the kinds of things that people do. Yeah. Like uh, my favorite are seeing social media posts where it's you know school kids, or you see a developer that wrote a game, or an artist that drew a thing, or you know it's it's seeing people doing real things using it. I think really validates the work that we've done because then it's more of it's. It's not just like, oh, you know, I downloaded this thing to jerk around with it and didn't really get anything done and then deleted it (laughs) off my virtual machine. (laughs) It's people that, you know, they downloaded it and they live in it. And that's their production environment. And And you helped
0: make that happen.
2: yeah, Yeah, that's the feeling. That's like, wow, like, you know, my thing is useful for somebody to do a thing.
0: Aiki, you were shaking your head earlier. I was talking about all this stuff, and you're like, this guy is retarded. What, what, what's, what's your viewpoint here, not having man? this nonsense. You have something no, to no, no, say, no. son.
3: No, no, it's, it's not that at all for me. I find it easier if you try not to think of numbers and pretend to yourself or convince yourself that as far as you're concerned, your user base is in the number of 100 or 200. Then you associate yourself with a couple of well-known faces, and as far as you're concerned, that is the extent of your community. Bug reports come in, bug reports go out. The, the, the numbers don't change. Now, that for me is easier. The other thing for me that I can't quite get on is ego, because if you were to look at something like Solus now, I know people would say to me is like, well, if you die tomorrow, what's going to happen to Solus? I don't sure. care, I'm dead.
4: <laughs> you okay. know, it's not
3: going to affect me because I'm dead, right? So I can't think about that. For okay. me, it's kind of, where do I end and where does Solus begin? So, Solus, can't, so- I can't put ego into it because if we're one and the same thing, in a way,
1: right? So you don't have any concerns right. about the legacy of the operating system itself or the experience? So for me, it, I it's mean... If it's down your guide you checked out, you don't care.
3: No, no, no. Um, oh, okay. it, this is kind of more about how do you measure success? This is kind of moved ah, on to okay.
1: That. I understand.
3: And okay. for me, it's the adoption and propagation yeah, up, of propagation of solace technology and ideals. That's okay. kind of what okay. it is for me. So well, I wanted to make sure
1: because I mean, I could see the audience misinterpreting that, so. Okay.
3: Yeah, I mean, for me, if... If projects uh, adopt the, the way that we approach problems and some of the solutions that we've got up, I mean, they're adopting solace technology, the way we approach things. For right. me, that is a measure of success okay. because at the end of the day, we want to improve everyone. That's why we have projects like LSI and the upcoming Optimus work because awesome. we want to improve it for everyone. Very cool. So okay. that would be my legacy, leaving that behind.
1: Yeah, very so, cool. All right. I think that's what people want to
0: know. Let's Let's approach this from a slightly different angle. All three of you have the ability and the control over a repository of an operating system that automatically fetches and installs updates to hundreds of thousands, potentially far more, people at any given moment. Your ability to truly fuck with people is (laughs) unprecedented. The things you could do are obscene. True, true. Have any of you ever been really, really cheesed off enough at your community to think, I'm updating a package, and this is going to be sweet how many people (laughs) get pissed off and hit Reddit all at the same time? Has it ever crossed your mind?
2: Uh, Well, we we pulled out Software Properties Common from our next release, Mm. uh, and people got real upset about not being able to add PPAs with a single command. And that was one of those moments where it was kind of like, this is good for you. Trust me.
0: But, but you weren't trying to screw with anyone, right. though. I'm talking more from a level of pure, unadulterated vengeance. Like, I've seen uh, <laughs> all of you guys, I'm sure, have been hit by users that have been pissed off at what you've done. Because that just happens. There's just no way around that, right? Have you ever been pissed off enough back at them to say, you know what? Screw you, too. <laughs> Watch what this package does. If you ever—I mean, I know none of you have. I know none of you would, because you're fine, upstanding citizens, and you're good for the world. But have you ever been even tempted a little bit? I'm looking at you, Martin. I can tell you have a glowing fire of hatred inside of you, and you've
4: been—you've been—you've been
0: itching to pull the trigger a few times, right?
4: I uh, in my younger years. <laughs> Yeah, now
0: that now that you're older and no, more right. wise <laughs> and centered,
4: but now I'm old and wise. Yeah. So now uh-huh. uh, you were asking about you know were were we excited uh, uh, and did we compare uh, downloads or the number of people using our thing with you know numbers of people that go to a stadium to watch a rock concert or something like that. That. Ex- Example is in my mind because that is one of the things you think about. You think, imagine if all the people that downloaded it today were in one place. How big would that be? Exactly. And that's exciting. And then almost immediately, I come out in cold sweats at the thought that there are potentially all these people (laughs) using this thing, and I better not screw it up. So no, I haven't thought about about screwing it up on purpose because (laughs) I'm trying really hard not to screw it up accidentally. (laughs) <laughs> fair. Really
0: this is this is why I I'm on the board of a distro but I do not run a distro <laughs> because it would be horrible and every every computer on the planet would just catch on fire. I would do something horrible cuz I get pissed off one day.
1: I want to elaborate on Brian's question about doing something to just kind of screw with people. Now, now, hear me out before you all rule this out. How cool would it be on April Fool's <laughs> to just do something like completely arbitrary, maybe to their theme or to something that's not actually messing with their data? Just like just for one day. We, yeah, they turn their computer on, they run an update, and all of a sudden it's leprechauns or, or, it's, uh, or maybe it's Smurfs or what whatever. If, right?
0: What if? Hear me out, guys. I'm just saying we could collaborate on all this together as yeah, a threesome. Yeah, yeah. All there three of you. On April 1st, have a package yes. that yes. rebrands your OS to one of the others. Elementary becomes Ubuntu Mate. Oh, that's genius.
3: Boom. That's brilliant. Just
0: for one day. Yes. One no day. data gets removed. I'm just You're saying people log up. in and they're like, what yeah. the hell? And yeah. across the whole world, Linux users just flock to Reddit. What the hell just happened? <laughs> Glorious. That
1: would be hilarious.
0: That would be so fantastic.
4: I, it'll never happen. That be um, awesome. I find the <laughs> endless. Facile April Fool's jokes. Really, oh, no. really tedious. There is no way I uh, would involve myself in anything involving April. Oh, and you Martin. Know, this is like burn, the
2: burn. most burn. technically possible on Ubuntu, my table. Right? <laughs> right?
4: Yeah, yeah, well, this is yeah, something Daniel and I actually discussed. So, <laughs> Daniel and I were at the Snappy Sprint, um, both of us, a few weeks ago. And I actually asked Daniel's permission because uh, we've got this ability to augment the user interface. And I said, I'm working on something that looks a lot like Pantheon. Can I call hmm. it Pantheon? And Daniel said, Yes, you can call it Pantheon. So it's an, op- it's an option. That's coming, but I'm not going sure. to make. Well,
0: well, that's perfect. So there's no reason to yeah. install Elementary anymore. That's fantastic <laughs> news for everybody.
4: <laughs> I don't think that's what exactly is getting. All about.
0: right, all right, all right. This this <laughs> kind of this kind of segues us into something I I kind of would like to talk about. All so. Right. Competition. So we all love each other, right? There's lots of love. This this little hangout we've got going right now is just filled with love and estrogen. It's fantastic. <laughs> but clearly there is competition. Who do you view? And we'll just go, let's go right to left. Let's start with Martin here. Martin, what's your main competition? If you were to look at it, what's what operating system, what distro, whatever, what's the main competition with Ubuntu Mate? Linux Mint. Linux Mint. Why that's Mint? That's a good. Okay. Why Mint? Is it just? Is just that's where people seem to be coming from. Yeah. Interesting. Yeah. Do you Very do you smart. specifically target that? Like, do you say let's yes. make it nice for Linux Mint users to come over? Why? Why do you go after um, Mint? What do you hate? What do you hate about Clem? What what, what is it that you have against them? <laughs>
4: uh, I don't. I don't hate Clem. I obviously have to work with Clem to some extent because we both contribute to uh, the Mate desktop. Um, I so. You asked me earlier, Matt, why not XFCE? I often get asked, why not not Linux Mint? There are things about the way Linux Mint is put together that as somebody that knows how to put a distro together doesn't sit well with me, and I wouldn't choose to run my family's computers on Linux Mint. So Hmm. um, I was sort of um, called out for recreating Linux Mint. But yes then you were a lot of the people that came over to Ubuntu mate in the early days had a long list of things that mint could do that Ubuntu mate didn't that they wanted so those have right. been implemented
0: just 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 so that people are up to date what's like a one thing what's one thing that that would cause you to not recommend mint what, what is it that, that Ubuntu mate yes. has that mint doesn't
4: Linux Mint security model.
0: Okay, so it's yeah, the security sure. model that really and, causes you and most pause. The, the,
4: and, the, and the other thing is that uh, all of the packaging that I do either has to happen in Debian and Ubuntu and is peer-reviewed in both or uh, has to be uploaded to Ubuntu and is just peer-reviewed in Ubuntu. Linux Mint don't have any peer review on their packages and if you look at how a number of their packages are constructed, they wouldn't pass peer review in Debian or Ubuntu. They are doing things that simply would not be permitted.
0: That's
1: fair. That's there's fair. Also, some shenanigans in the uh, in the studio as well. There's a few other areas that are a little. Good. <laughs> so,
0: yes. Yeah. Yes. Ikey. Uh, Ikey. Ike, your main competitor. What's 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 the where where are people coming from to go to sort?
3: After Linux, be Ubuntu Mate when Martin does actually <laughs> finally take over them. But at the moment, it's very much Linux Min, and my reasons are similar to Martin's, but mine come from an engineering perspective. Mm -hmm. I do not like how they code, and anything they've got that's written in C, I will run a mile from. And I'm pretty sure that Martin will attest to that as well. Um, MDM is a perfect example. I sent a pull request to that a couple of years ago. I remember seeing a blog post about MDM, we've just fixed a load of memory leaks. The pull request I made about two years ago fixed those. Fixed a potential security issue, which is not checking the return status of p_open and not initializing to null. They just closed without doing anything about. And the mm. bug still exists today. Wow. wow. I do not like their code quality. I do not like their engineering practices. I do not like the fact that every time you boot up, vital system files are overwritten with etc. Min system adjustments. Yeah, I mean, there are many things about the system I do not like. And I feel, in some way, it's my responsibility to offer a better system to those users because they deserve better. And that's my personal view on it. I think they need a Very better cool. platform to get onto.
0: I gotta tell you guys, I am gonna hear about this video from some people. We <laughs> no. we should absolutely do a follow up to this sometime later where we we'll get Clem on and we'll just yell at him. <laughs> Good luck with that. Yeah. Good luck with that. Yeah, I know. Yeah, he, won't, I, he won't get on. He won't come on. No. Uh, Daniel, primary primary competitor, who is it?
2: Um, this is going to sound weird, but I think it's Electron. What? Yeah, I think it's Electron. What? Because of, uh, it's all the, don't you Don't know, screw with the, me, man. I'm serious. I'm uh, trying to think about it. I don't,
0: Yeah, I'm not because seeing it. Explain. The
2: what is that what, what we have been trying to do for years is uh, build a system with awesome native integrated apps. And the biggest monkey wrench in my life is Electron apps. And all these people are coming out and going, oh, no, these are great. It's cross-platform. And mm. it, it irritates me so bad because they, they don't integrate in any way. And they're big web apps that suck resources up on your desktop and mm. look like crap. And you're just running instances of Chrome all over. And, all right. And
0: I hate that. All right. Your annoyance <laughs> is duly noted, my friend. <laughs> but I don't feel like that's your competitor. That's like your nemesis. You've got a nemesis, and I think that's cool. Like, clearly, Clem is Ike's nemesis, and that's cool. I, I think everyone needs a nemesis. Matt is mine, which is why I put him on this show, because then I can keep an eye on him. But, Daniel, what's your competitor? Where, where, What do you target? When you're targeting grabbing users, are you targeting Windows and Mac users? Are you targeting Ubuntu users? Or are you going after Linux Mint as well, just because everyone wants to gang up on Mint?
2: No it's definitely Windows and Mac users I mean if you're doing an operating system to operating system comparison it's it's definitely Windows and Mac users and Mm-mm. I think more Windows users um, on like the gaming side is always kind of a pain to go you know this the reason that people seem to use Windows is for games and then the reason that people seem to use Mac OS 10 is for productivity software so Fair. it's those are the big competitors is is going this is in order to correct the proprietary market share and have more open source market share, we need uh, a better uh, application platform. And that's where I see people moving to Electron and going, no, no, don't move to Electron, write native Linux
1: apps. Well, could we not use Electron? And I believe me, it's no. a big bloated pile of nope i get that but <laughs> as a stopgap, though i mean like i mean believe me I, the integration sucks the resources are ridiculous unless you got 32 gigs of ram but but putting that aside for a minute because of the fact we don't have photoshop we don't have all these things that people are always whining about would it not be
0: a temporary solution to use electron no for things? No? No, matt. no matt bad matt bad Matt. Oh, no, i've, got right, I've got right here i've got right here the the okay. uh, well, the ubuntu 10-inch tablet Ninety-nine percent right. of the apps available on this are friggin' web apps, and it makes me want to yeah. chuck this thing through a damn window. But
1: that's on a tablet, though. That's on a tablet. Now, what about on a PC? Do you re- I mean, outside of integration and bloated resources, does the end user think that far enough ahead with it? Honestly, I they don't argue know. they wouldn't. I, <laughs> yeah, I mean, that's. I mean, I, like I think it. it's a fair point yeah. from your point of view. Absolutely, but if if
2: the user doesn't notice the difference, your platform sucks. Yeah. Yeah. Like,
1: okay. <laughs> so then you can win them. See, you can win me and other people with integration and resources are okay. But I think integration is okay. where you really hit the ball out of the park. You're like, hey, look, we actually work with the volume controls. Yeah. Like
2: well, that. but then you have issues you know? like accessibility too and mm, internationalization. Yeah.
3: Right? True. Yeah. True. So you're Total, taking on a whole lot. You're
2: number 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 five. cutting yeah. out
1: huge, massive parts. Yeah. Muscle. Ouch. Yeah. No, I feel you. I feel you. Okay.
0: Mm. Okay. okay. All, All right. right. Yeah. All right. Fair. Fair enough. <laughs> Let's assume for a moment, and I've asked this question of Martin before, and I'm going to ask it of Martin again, because I think this is kind of an interesting question. If you didn't have your project, if Solus, Ubuntu Mate Elementary, whatever, your project didn't exist, what would you be running? What what would you be using? I'm going to ask Martin, because Martin technically has answered this question for me before, so he's thought about it a little bit, and that'll give three seconds for the other guys to come up with something. Martin, go for it.
4: So, um... I would probably switch to uh, Lubuntu now that they're working towards uh, the LXQ version of Lubuntu. Ah. I think LX-Cute shaping up very nicely. Um, I think that's going to be the distro to watch as they bring, bring that together. And I think I followed up in saying that if, um, it, I think the question Brian posed me is the United Nations outlawed. Ubuntu Martin. Right. Yeah, and I think I, I did wear that it that way. Was, yeah. If it was if it was uh, all of Ubuntu and uh, I had to go to another distro, then it would be Solus.
0: Really? Wow! Nice kissing up to Ike I like it. <laughs> it uh, uh, uh,
4: that is my answer for the <laughs> No, this.
0: no, Martin. Upstairs. Martin, your <laughs> your 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 Ikey butt kissing is over now. Uh, now Ike gets a turn. <laughs> Ikey.
3: So if I wasn't using Solus, what would I do? Yeah, what would you do? Yeah, what would you mean? I would always create solus. It's ingrained into me.
0: I, I know have what not. Okay. All right. I create a law where if you create something like solus, I then get to hunt you down for sport and shoot you <laughs> in the nose.
3: I'm looking for a weapon.
0: <laughs> <laughs> and and the reality is you might you might win this battle. <laughs> but assuming so, that you're too terrified to soldiers, Yeah I have to
3: use something that existed. Yes.
0: Something that exists.
3: I don't have a TARDIS.
0: No. Um, there's no time travel, there's no dimension hopping, well, there's no wormhole jumping. Choice,
3: I don't want to be caring about myself, which right.
0: you have to use no, something that exists right now. You can get involved with it, you can influence it, but you have to pick something that exists right now.
3: If I was just doing it for myself, then I would literally go back to Slackware and open box.
1: Okay.
0: That's kind it of bad. sort of be my
3: middle finger at the world as I go into my yeah. twilight years.
0: No, no, you got to give the world a middle finger sometimes. I get that, man.
3: <laughs> but that's All if right. I was only doing it for myself because that does everything I need to do. Yeah,
0: yeah. Personally. For yourself. Okay. That's, that's the thing is what do you run? Same, same question to you, Daniel. What do you run? You can't run elementary anymore. You cannot. What do you run? If I can...
2: Doesn't have to be Linux. You can choose another
0: wrong answer, but you can choose whatever you want.
2: Uh, If I can get involved in it, then I guess I would say uh, like uh, Ubuntu GNOME.
0: Yeah? Why?
2: Okay. Uh, Mm -hmm. Well, historically, GNOME is like where I come from. So, um, you know, building elementary kind of happened... um, more or less as a result of not being able to work with Gnome as much as I wanted. Uh, but I think that if I could take me myself right now yes. with you know everything that I've learned and all that kind of stuff and transplant it somewhere else, that I, I would probably go in that direction.
0: All right. Bearing in mind all three of your answers, Martin. Ike has abandoned Solus project and is now only running Slackware. Where do you go now? Solus is no longer available to you. Do you follow Ike down the dark, dark rabbit hole to Slackware Town? What do you do?
4: Um. So, because I'm thinking of not just myself but family, I go to Ubuntu.
0: Just flat Ubuntu, Unity, and everything.
4: Yeah, probably with Unity 8 coming along and tablets and phones and everything and that whole Convergence story, my mm-hmm. family are far more comfortable with tablets and smartphones than they are with actual computers. What so, about yeah, if it was I'd just you? If
1: it was just you and it wasn't your
4: family, which one would you choose? Yeah, just you, man. Well, the reason I, I did – well, I can... the, ju- the if it was just me, then I could probably yeah. – well, Ubuntu or Arch. I mean, uh, I was involved in Arch for a couple of years. I was going to say I no, could see Arch being sure. in your
1: wheelhouse. Yeah. Okay.
4: Yeah. Well, I was I was an Arch TU for yeah. for a couple of so years, but I yeah. I don't have the time for that. You know, or Debian. You know, I do a lot of lot of work in Debian. You can pretty much okay. craft your own Debian. All right. Um. So yeah. Cool. So, fa- fair I don't enough. I want to be running something that my family wouldn't be running because they You're not
0: going the slackware route. Difficult. You're definitely not diving down no, that no, hole. No. I,
4: I was doing that in the mid 90s. I've, I've grown out of that phase.
0: So, the insane <laughs> one in the group is definitely Ike. Got it. Uh, I don't blame him at all, but I, yeah, yeah. Okay. I kind of want to wrap this all up with a little bit. I don't want to call this hate, but uh, let's let's talk momentarily. All three of you are building distros. You're in there in the guts of it every single friggin' day. You're watching what's happening in the in the industry. You're watching um, new display servers come and go. You're watching new trends and, and toolkits. You're watching all sorts of things happening. What's the one thing that seems to be gaining prominence that really pisses you off right now in the Linux desktop world? What's the thing? And it can be a library. It can be a trend in design it can be an underlying system set of tools what is it what's the causing you the most pain or you think is heading us in the wrong direction uh, i don't want to start with ike on this in part just because i feel like he's got the deepest well of hatred that he, he can pull from
3: i don't think you're wrong um, <laughs> <laughs> I respect that god I respect that right. <laughs> for me the most prevalent issue that has been coming through Linux for the last few years the, am I allowed to swear on here
0: you can swear that. shit man say what you want
3: that absolutely fucks me off to no end <laughs> is ignorance ah, uh-huh. and it's not just in the users there is a trend nowadays now bearing in mind this whole thing of us updating our computers every few years is because the systems that the software has been developed on is the newer system right and coupled with that and the fact that everyone now is obsessed completely with the front of everything They're not looking inside it. That is the ignorance that's really getting to me at the moment. Mm. It's kind of a, let's just bend over and take on what the world has developed into. I mean, Solus is from scratch. Obviously, it gets a lot of heat for that. But it's independent because I see problems with the system that is. Now, I'm concerned about things like performance, integration, boot times, security, continuous integration. Those are the underlying technical points that I'm very much bothered about with Solus. And it seems that there is an overwhelming amount of people who are obsessed with paintwork and I don't mean that in and I'm not talking about people who are doing things with UX design I'm not talking about He's not talking about Daniel
0: specifically. No
3: I'm talking about people who are (laughs) like let's make it material design let's just Uh, only put icons on this let's put a wallpaper on this what does it look like I only use GTK because it looks nicer not about improving it or the fact that QT is technically superior now I use GTK but QT would pummel it into the ground now, people aren't caring about the things like that anymore, and they should do. That's the mm-hmm. thing that really does, really pisses me off. That's my hatred. That's that's the fa-
0: fairest amount of hatred I've heard in a while. Yeah. Daniel! Oh. Valve yeah. is
3: part of the problem as well with Steam, but that's a whole... Yeah. That's a whole other hatred, man. <laughs> that, that's, a,
0: that's a secondary hatred. <laughs> right. Daniel, what is it for you? What's the biggest thing that you think is just going to be terrible, and you will just want to see not happen or get fixed going forward?
2: Uh, well, if it could be something immaterial like that, then I would have to go with poor reporting, I think. And I know uh, Ike's post about this before is just um, bloggers who write stuff that's nonsense without checking anything at all. And that's like a major... We're not, we're not
0: talking about any of the people in this video, are we? No, probably, no. Probably not. I think you guys are good. good. You guys are good. You hear that, Matt? I mean, you know, we rock. I think we're
1: okay. But just to make sure the audience understands what you're saying, basically you're saying that like they've discovered something, it bugs them, and the, the person reviewing your uh, operating system, and rather than inquiring why or if this has been, exam- you know, they're just assuming it's a thing moving on, saying, well, it sucks because blah, and then rolling off the punches.
2: Yeah, or people uh, writing clickbait articles about things, right. or, you know, they're like, oh, you know, this thing is obviously controversial, so I'm going to write this okay. crazy headline, and
1: yeah, so it lacks okay. value,
2: it lacks substance.
1: I, I, I want to yeah. know this so that when I write an article about you guys, I'm not like totally... <laughs> <laughs> totally, right?
2: okay. No, yeah. I think it's just, um, you know, they're,
0: it's... So it's, your, your biggest thing that... Anybody
2: can write a thing, you know? It's that yeah. people are just writing things. And so not, you do not, not
0: like... <laughs> put some friggin value on it, right? Tech okay. journalists. So yeah. tech journalists is... is... <laughs> This is part of the problem. Got it? No, you're you're not entirely wrong.
1: I think he's I think he's fair. Hell, I've done it. I, I, I it's, a yeah, yeah, I it's a fair point. Yeah, I know.
0: Yeah, I've. That's mostly how I've made my living. So, Martin, <laughs> what's the thing for you, man? There's there's yeah, got to be so something.
4: There's two things. Uh, the first is what Daniel was saying. The the first is that um, you get people who claim there is a bug and they don't describe it in any detail. They, they yeah. make some vague claim that thing doesn't work and they make a YouTube video about it or they write a blog article yeah. about it or they stick it on G or Twitter and they refer to it as a bug. But without a bug report, it's not a bug, it's just hearsay. So if there's not a bug report, it never happened. And screaming into the void in nondescript terms, it isn't helping anybody, and it isn't going to help the, the problem get solved. So that's the, the Wait, number one. Wait, I gotta
0: stop you. I gotta stop you momentarily because this is actually kind of interesting. I no. literally get uh, mentioned, uh, talked to about this on a, on a pretty much weekly basis, of from tech journalists who will be writing an article about, let's just say, a random unknown distro, and they hit a problem. Maybe it's a problem on their machine. Maybe they screwed something up. Maybe they just didn't like the way it worked. Maybe it was a bug, but they consider it to be a bug. And then they reach out to someone responsible for that distro in some way, and they yeah. get the response back. Uh, have you filed a bug report on it yet? Fair response. But that cheeses off the tech journalists like you wouldn't believe. Yeah. And then they go around well, talking. No, hold on, hold on. But... You got you to gotta hear it. They, they talk to each other. We are a bunch of little chatty Cathy's where we are in this little group of people and we all talk to each other and we are, did you hear? They told me to report a bug. I'm not one of their testers. I'm writing an article about them. Don't they see that? And so what we have is is two completely different mindsets of people one side that wants to produce something killer, wants to produce a great distro, and if there is a bug, well, put it in the bug system so we can get it fixed and we can move on. Uh, And then the tech journalists are like, I'm giving you free press. Do it for me. And that really is the the attitude.
4: In the example I was giving, I wasn't citing tech journalism because I've not seen a tech journalist write an article when i have cited a specific bug. Daniel (laughs) knows. You know what he's talking about. Okay, well, we'll talk later, Dan. Um, uh, but just generally, you know, um, if you're going to claim that there's a bug and and it bothers you, th- then be part of the solution. Actually actually, help get it solved. I, I think the, that is that the, is
0: a difference. A, a lot of people that blog about these the, these distros, your guys' distros and the other ones, or write tech articles about them, they don't consider themselves necessarily part of that community. They're just kind of voyeurs traipsing into your land looking upon your garden and writing a description about it and and i think you guys and 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 in part myself too when i when i see that happening i want to say come come sit amongst our garden plant flowers with me and then write of your experiences so others may do the same and it's a it's a very different approach and but i i totally get what you're saying i totally do uh just know that some of the writers stab people because of that what was your other thing
4: (laughs) uh the um super sexy logos and catchy names for security vulnerabilities oh Oh, yeah Mm. that is pretty good i hate that with a passion
0: what's what's your favorite like quote-unquote favorite what's what's the sexiest (laughs) security vulnerability that pisses you off
4: Mm. well there was one called uh trust no one which, uh, Ooh, that is oh a good name man. yeah, yeah. Uh, which was which was a, a a spin on the trust zone uh in the, uh, yeah. in the phones and the vulnerability there uh, mm. but in, yeah. anything where, where, where a security Anything
0: heart bleedy
4: yeah yeah has, has got a, a cool logo and a, and a clever name and, and what you're seeing now is you're actually seeing organizations who weren't the people that found the vulnerability actually building the marketing around this thing that they right? didn't even create to drive traffic to their own security
0: that, vulnerability that, marketing is the weirdest concept to me like why would that yeah. even exist all right all right uh as we as we leave today, I'm, I have one final question. But I want to ask the three of you: Is there anything the three of you would like to talk out um, about amongst each others? This is this is the first meeting, ostensibly, of yeah. the three of you at one time. Elementary, Solus, and Ubuntu Mate are all together in one place. Plus Matt, <laughs> and all <laughs> of us all of us are here. What do you guys want to talk about? Well, <laughs> uh... I, I, we. surest way to kill a
4: show anybody have anything else to chat about when we've got something to talk about yeah um, fair i'll I'll give you something we could talk about daniel do you remember we were in that hotel room yeah okay well tomorrow (laughs) at 3 p.m uk time that interview is being published nice so daniel did an interview with the podcast a few weeks ago, and that's being published tomorrow at uh, 3 o'clock in the afternoon. Beautiful. So awesome. an, a nice little interview telling us all about Loki and what's coming up in their new release. Fantastic.
0: That's, that's right good on.
4: timing. I was worried it was going to come out, like, after. Alright. Is so the timing good?
2: <laughs> it's it's good timing, yeah. Right on. So everybody should be on the lookout for that. Cool.
0: Right? That's very, very yeah. cool. Alright, so... Daniel, elementary. The current the current code name is Loki, right? That's right. Okay, Ikey. Code name? Do you have a code name for your current project you're working on? It's Shannon. Shannon?
4: Yeah, I
3: was in the river, Shannon.
0: Oh, okay. Martin, same. Do you have a code name for your current release?
4: Yakety yak. Yeah. Oh, what? you can't go. You
0: can't go with someone. Do you really stick with the other with their existing code names, or do yeah, you have your I have own? To,
4: I have to. That, that, that yeah. the, the whole infrastructure is built around those. So yeah, I, I'm currently working on Yakety. Yeah,
0: you, you you can't feed in to Mark's ego is the thing. You gotta you gotta say no, Mark Shuttleworth. No, <laughs> I am going to rename this. Doesn't matter if he comes up with a good name. You just yeah, have to so do big. it.
4: The other code name is Stretch because that's the the code name for the next Debian release, mm-hmm. and I'm doing most of the work either in Debian or Ubuntu, so it's Stretch or Yakety. Stretch, <laughs> man. Can you i like... call Mr. Stretch? I don't know. And I... and I don't have to take any responsibility for coming up with the ridiculous <laughs> code name. This <laughs> way as well. Ah, uh, really <laughs> that, that, that okay. does
0: help. That does help. All right, so all right.
4: To clarify, Brian,
3: um, that's actually the last ever code name for Solus.
0: Oh, we okay.
1: don't
3: Period? have releases anymore. Oh, we're rolling release now.
1: Yeah, they're rolling release.
0: So you're n- never going to have another code name.
3: It's just Shannon from here. Like to the, the
0: River Shannon, it just rolls along the river. That's just it, yep. forever. Yep. You can't change the name again, man.
3: <laughs> well, I can real. because this is the thing. Um, Solus is free of. Anything and anyone so I can do kind of what one
0: <laughs> so you're not you're not forced to call it yakety-yak is what you're saying <laughs> by, by contractual <laughs> Obligation <laughs> in
4: a roundabout
3: way. That's maybe what I'm getting at
0: <laughs> kind of kind of maybe sorta
3: Yeah, I mean you said earlier my nemesis was clem I think if I got any nemesis out in the Linux world by now, it's probably by accident mark shuttleworth yeah, because hmm. somehow there's all I mean you guys have seen it as well, somehow there's always some kind of a fucking argument on Google Plus with Mark. There always is. Like, I will say something and it is boom, you're a bastard. Why? <laughs>
0: <laughs> yeah, I, I, I get that a fair bit myself and I gotta I disagree with Mark almost always. But I gotta <laughs> give him credit at least he pipes up socially. You know what I mean? He hops out there, and at one point, and this must have been like a year ago, he hops on there criticizing something I wrote because I probably wrote something assholey about Ubuntu, (laughs) like I do. And he hops into one of my Google Plus threads, and he starts starts just attacking me. But it was kind of a funny attack. So I'm like, okay, I'm going to funny attack him back. So we go back and forth, and at one point it devolved into like a poetry slam where we were insulting each other. And how many times does that happen with the CEO of a company that's a major company in that industry and a tech journalist covering it where they start getting into poetry insult battles? That's a special thing. (laughs) I wish that would happen more often. So I have to give him credit for that. Mm. I wish he wouldn't screw up so often. But otherwise, (laughs) I have to give him credit for all that stuff all right all right um, I, I do have to ask one final thing and i didn't i didn't intend to, to get into this um ike this isn't really for you so you can sit there looking really smug the entire time the other two fine upstanding gentlemen's who produce things that i have a huge amount of respect for why on god's green earth do you base it on ubuntu
4: right well for me uh because that's what my family had been using, they were familiar <sighs> with Ubuntu and the Ubuntu tools, and the second point there is, when I decided I was going to make a fist of this and actually try and make something that was going to be popular and widely used, the Ubuntu brand is massive. It is and massive, I that's true. I looked to capitalize on that branding.
0: Eh, that's fair, and to a certain degree it's obviously worked a fair bit for you, I mean Andrew. it has worked out well.
4: You know, from my point of view there are um over the course of a cycle there's probably 20 people that contribute to ubuntu mate of that there's probably about five or six who do significant amount of work mm-hmm. but that's just on the bits that make ubuntu mate ubuntu mate right there's that whole platform of ubuntu that we build on top of and you can get and all there that for free an army, yeah and there is an army of people at canonical doing that the live long day and I've got to know a lot of them and it's a massive leg up and I wouldn't be able to do as much as we do without that support and network All right,
0: (laughs) I want to disagree with you strongly but I also respect what you've done in your opinion Daniel you and I have had this conversation before I believe you and I we were at the Southern California Linux Expo and I believe we were eating French toast was it was that French yeah, toast? We, we French went and got toe. breakfast one morning uh, with, with, with some of your elementary crew. Very nice group of kids, people, adults, <laughs> whatever. <laughs> and I posed the same thing to you. Why the hell Ubuntu? Why Ubuntu? Why Ubuntu when you've got things like the licensing agreements, when there's when there's potential license and trademark issues? Why Why Ubuntu? And if Clem from Linux Mint were here, I'd be asking him the same damned question. Why on earth would you do that to yourself, my friend?
2: Why? Well, it's like Martin said. I mean, we benefit (sighs) a lot from from Canonical and from Ubuntu and from Launchpad and all the tooling and integration and stuff that's built around Ubuntu. But the biggest thing that we benefit from is that third-party applications run on Ubuntu. If you... (laughs) If you want to download Steam or you want to download Chrome or you want to download Skype or any of these applications that our users rely on, then they're built for Ubuntu. So having that compatibility, leveraging, you know, Canonical's uh, ability to court 30-party developers is a really, really big help.
0: Ikey, I'm going to give you the last word here. Mm. If you could concisely tell me (laughs) why our two dear friends who are in this video on either side of you are absolutely insane.
3: Um, Feel free. Well, I mean, it's, you know, it, it's each to their own. Personally, I, I don't. Ubuntu doesn't match what I want to do because it'd be like for me trying to put a shoe on a giraffe, and I've got no intention of doing that. I can can don't you do not think that? about that too deeply. It, don't think about it too deeply. No, it's no. Just the first <laughs> thing that came to my mind. <laughs> it skipped on that one. <laughs> But I would strongly disagree. I'm gonna do that as Daniels soon as we get off this said, video.
0: I'm gonna I'm gonna Google giraffe shoe and see what giraffe comes up. Shoes. Yeah, yeah.
3: <laughs> sponsored by Nike. But um, <laughs> I would strongly disagree with what Daniel's just said because this whole thing about building for Ubuntu versus building for Linux is extremely harmful. And the reason for that, again, and I go back to Steam, because this whole thing about being able to run third-party applications, well, Solus can too. Just saying. And for something like Steam, we actually run it better than about 90% of the world who's on Linux. Because we took the time to build an optimized runtime to get around the hacks and the old behavior that's managed to creep in just by being tied to a specific vendor. Where Mm. have I heard that term before? But skipping past that little subtle jab in the eye that I just put there so subtly.
0: So subtly, my friend.
3: So subtly. I mean, something like Steam on Linux is massively, massively, massively broken, right? And it takes someone coming along and doing something fresh and a bit different to actually realize how broken the system is. For an example, Steam uses the old Ubuntu 14.0, don't uh, no, 1204 libraries, and that's okay because Ubuntu does it. it. It must work because it's working on Ubuntu. But when you put that on a newer system, it doesn't actually work anymore. So it's a closed ecosystem that's being built. Uh, as an example, and I don't really mean to rag into you here, Daniel, but you use Launchpad you don't release tarballs in a fashion like the rest of the world does, like Gnome does. You leave it until you do your releases. Now, that's not a dig at you. That's kind of the ecosystem of behavior that we is built up around tarballs Launchpad. We our releases. For, for your release that you've just done, right. <laughs> but you didn't used to do them. And it was, remember, I said to you a long while back about it. But most projects on there, they're reliant on a closed ecosystem, which is on Launchpad. But just to be clear, system, good job, Daniel,
0: for doing that. <laughs> oh, yeah, no. This is done.
3: <laughs> totally good job. And As the same, you know, I've, I've, we've spoken about that before, and now you do. We've got to release tarballs because
2: people have Pantheon on other distros.
3: Exactly. Most people do that and not for people's benefit. But, things like distros? Launchpad, do not promote those engineering practices. They do not promote creating tarballs. They do not promote using things outside of Ubuntu. So, not. <sighs> Using Ubuntu kind of hurts other things if that makes any sense because of, because of the way the whole system is closed in and facing in. So that's kind of my view on it. Because if you use Launchpad, you build for Ubuntu, you build for Debian, you're building debs, you're using Launchpad. It's it gets harder it should, to use it outside when you've got to use like their systems. You know, you got to use Bizarre. You're not getting tarballs. How do you package these things up? You know, I mean you, the you see-
2: uh, Pantheon on Fedora and the Pantheon on Arch guys would really beg to differ with you
3: on which point on which point no, um, I, th- I think I think
0: Ike's just saying I think Ike's just saying you're not locked in but it, it it kind of builds an ecosystem where that's the funnel you're you're, you're building things on launchpad and and that's what it's meant for you know it's not like it's not like you're building on something like like OBS or something else where you build mm-hmm. for a wide variety of packages you're mm-hmm. really focused and then you it's it, it's encumbered upon the elementary team to come up with an additional system in place for for trying to find a way to build outside of that and it, it, Instead yeah. of just being a built in part of being across everything that's Linux. And I think I, I, I agree completely with Ike on that. But I also do have to say the elementary mm-hmm. dream has done a pretty kick ass job of kind of expanding its reach and, and working to make it easier to get okay. Pantheon elsewhere. So
3: no, no, I mean I wasn't debating that point because I spoke to Daniel about this about a year ago and even previous to that. And one of the examples I gave was that at the time pantheon's uh, keyboard functionality was reliant upon the fact that Ubuntu was using an older version of Gnome settings demon as opposed to the new parts of Gnome and it was using a forked version so it's something that Daniel and his theme did fix however by using Ubuntu they were shielded from that issue if you can that's get
2: something that also becomes solved when you have Pantheon on Arch or Pantheon on Fedora. As these issues come to the surface more, yeah, so they, they can d- the base. Yeah, diversifying the base also brings those those issues to the surface, and, and then we fix those.
3: I know, but I, talk, I spoke to you about this before you diversified Guys, the base. Gentlemen, why gentlemen the let's in. Let's
0: pull it in. Let's pull it in. I kind of agree with both of you. <laughs> Which it sounds like a total cop out, but I kind of do. I feel like we this is a whole separate topic, and I kind of feel bad for even having brought, brought it up. But I do agree, gentlemen. All three of you are awesome. All three, every single one of you guys. Now go away. I don't want to do this show anymore. <laughs> We're, totally
1: done. We're flipping desks. We're yeah, done. Flip it. <laughs>
0: That was amazing.
1: That was weird as hell. Hey, it, <laughs> it
0: broke into Little Pee Wee's Playhouse at the end. I liked it a lot.
1: I literally was going to go full on cherry, but yeah, I couldn't quite get there. <laughs> no popcorn buckets involved. um That's oh, beautiful. beautiful.